Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Eric G, and welcome to another episode of Random Thoughts with Eric G. Hey, look, y'all, before I get started tonight, I have to say thank you all for listening to my last episode. Um, it was very personal for me. I was sharing my life journey and, and, and things I've been through in my life to lead me up to where I'm at now. And I didn't even share as much as I could have shared, but I think I'm, I'm getting, I'm used to this. I'm getting used to this. Um, you know what I'm saying? Sharing my own stories and my own journey was very hard for me. And hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I can continue to do it though. I can continue to open up and let, you know what I'm saying? Let the world into my life, man. And like I said, this podcast is growing and I still got a long way to go. But, um, yo, I'm very appreciative to everybody who listened to my last story and got a chance to, you know what I'm saying, identify who I am outside of me doing all these interviews I do on here, outside of me, um, I mean, reaching out to people and being a part of their interviews and whatnot, it was actually pretty therapeutic to actually just get on here and just talk. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't talk a lot, but I need to talk. Um, so, yeah, like I said, man, this podcast uh, is, is been very therapeutic for me. Um, so, back to last week, y'all. My episode um, titled Eric G, Who the Hell Are You? Did really well. I was able to open up on my personal life, my personal journey. I'm losing my mom. Lose my grandmother, moving around, jobs, you know, whatever. Um, I was able to, to explain that in, in great details of what I've been through in my life. And yes, it was long, it was a lot, but I'm very appreciative. So this week, y'all, I wanted to do something different. Because I feel like each and every one of us can learn from other people's mistakes and other people's journeys and other people's stories. And I got a chance to... Um, to, uh, to reach out to a, to a few podcasters that I know, some of them that I actually did interviews with um, on their podcast, uh, I reached out to a few of them and, and asked them these four simple questions about their mental health. And the response I got from them was amazing, y'all, amazing. And I can't wait to share this right with y'all. And y'all get a chance to hear with these people's amazing stories and how they how they went through a very low point in their life and how they were able to turn turn it around. And that's to be great, man. And yo, so yo, let me let me tell y'all the four questions I asked starting off. So y'all know my part, my episode is titled Who the Hell Are You? So the first question I asked these people is who the hell are they? Like I wanted them to describe who they are and pretty much give a brief introduction of their podcast. And then I asked them, what the hell you been through? And in that, in that question, I want to describe that the lowest point in their life. And so when you hear these stories about people going through that lowest point in their life, y'all, y'all it's going to knock y'all off. Man. I'm telling y'all the truth. Um, then I asked, how the hell did you overcome it? Because, you know what I'm saying, we're going through something, we all we made it here. We made it to the other side. We made it to the other side. So how did you overcome it? How did you make it to this other side? You know what I'm saying? And y'all listen to those stories. Pay attention to the story. And, and, and realize that a lot of things don't always have to stay bad. When life is going bad, it don't always stay bad, man. And the last question is, who the hell are who the hell are you now since then? So pretty much, how did you go through that mistake in that low point of your life? How did that change you from? Did you change from it? Did you understand yourself better from it? Did you able to grow a little bit more? I mean, who are you now since you was in that situation, y'all? And yo. And again, like I said, man, I'm so honored to have these people um, share their stories, man. So, look, let me stop rambling and talking and all whatnot. I'm going to show y'all what y'all came to hear. Y'all, I give it up to my first podcaster, Ryan. So, y'all, I thank y'all. Y'all, please pay attention. 
listen to these wonderful stories, and enjoy yourself. Brian, you up, brother. I'm Ryan Salvaner from Manila, Philippines. I am an entrepreneur, a software geek, and a performance coach. People often refer to me as Coach Rai. Currently, I am a co-host of Around the Bonfire. It is a podcast that talks about product management, or pretty much the practice of building and managing digital tech products. The lowest point for me happened back in 2019. This was pre-pandemic or pre-COVID. You know, at that time, so many things were happening. My latest venture was not doing great. I was having issues with other partners, as well as my other investments. Basically, I was questioning my life decisions. Now, to add to that, uh, my wife is not with me at that time. She was out of the country for her vacation. As a coach, I knew I had to talk to someone, but... I did not want my wife to worry about me, so I just ended up keeping everything to myself. It started out with just being lethargic, too lazy to get out of bed. At that time, I simply excused myself, saying it's normal to feel this way. But slowly, things just got worse and worse because I didn't address it. Physical signs started to manifest, including constant migraines. Also, even if I still did not get out of bed, sleeping was not out of the the question. I just could not fall asleep. I guess the final straw was when I started to contemplate ending it all and thinking there was no point to any of this. After that final show, I knew I had to do something. And even if I did not want my wife to worry, I just forced myself to reach out. You know, it started from there. Um, I just had to let her know what was going through my mind, how I was feeling every day. And, you know, it made a huge difference. You know, knowing that she cared and supported me was, was great, but actually hearing it from her was so much better. We started to communicate more, even though she was still on vacation, and then the conversations just became more open. And slowly from that, you know, seeing how opening up helped me, I started to do that to my other family members and friends as well. And somehow the burden just seemed lighter. To to sum it up for me, it was my opening up to people and my I guess allowing them letting them know what was going on that's what got me through the low point it was me reaching out to my friends and my loved ones really say that you know everything is all good now i mean there are still times i have trouble sleeping there are times that i have a sudden rush of loneliness but i am able to pick myself up faster now because i know that the support system i have is solid i guess what this has also taught me was how crippling mental health issues can be 
Being a coach, I was supposed to be used to speaking out, yet even I found it difficult. I can't imagine how worse it could be for others. So if there's one good thing that came out of this, it is that I decided to be more proactive in reaching out to others, to my friends, to let them know that I'm there and to give them that space to let out their emotions. The same way my wife and loved ones were there for me. Wow, thank you, Coach Ryan. Hey, look, man, I have to say I'm very appreciative that, that you was able to share your story with me and and share that something that, that a lot of people don't talk about, that we are able to we able to give help while we're able to receive help. And I'm glad that you realized that you got a strong foundation behind you. And look, brother, I wish you nothing but more success. I know, like you said, sleeping is, is never easy sometimes when you're going through your own anxiety. I have my moments sometimes that I wake up in the middle of the night because my mind wanders and, ram- and rambles sometimes too. Um, but it's a- it was, I'm able to to calm myself down. I'm able to have a good night's sleep after that, man. But I wish you nothing but the best, uh, Coach Ryan. Thank you for being a part of this right here. And so one thing to touch on what Coach Ryan was going through in his story. Um, it's a, it's a time, and, and sorry, it's I'm trying to get my words together. Well, I reached out to a, another podcaster who we actually spoke. He's not on this podcast, but I reached out to a podcaster named Keith Snyder. He has the podcast Anxiety About Anxiety, where he interviewed a lot of other podcasters himself. And in his interviews with them, he allowed them to explain to them um, their anxiety. And they're kind of like the basis of what I thought about when I when I was doing my story um, on here. Um and like I said, so I owe him all credit to anything that goes on. I want him to understand that he's very important to this, to this, into this cause. Um, with mental health, man, I think as, as us as men, especially the black men, that we don't share our stories. Uh, we don't want nobody to see us as weak people, and that can be far from the truth. We all have trauma. We all have pain. We all go through things. And and I know that a lot of men on his podcast said the same thing that we didn't want to look weak. We don't want to look weak. We don't want to show that we cry. We don't want to show that we get upset, we get frustrated. But we always, we end up having heart attacks and dying from it or over the stressed out, lose your mind, snapping, just going crazy. So I'm glad that Coach Ryan was able to reach out to somebody and reach out to realize that he got a good, stable foundation at home, especially with his wife. Uh, yo, so Coach Ryan, I must bless him, brother. I wish you nothing but the best. All right, y'all, so let's go ahead and go to our next story. We got Hammamish. Hey, this young brother right here is super smart, and he is really making his rounds on this podcast uh, game. He's I've, I've researched him. He is in so many other people's podcasts. And I got a chance to um, interview with him like a month ago. Uh, we have an interview, should be coming up very soon, where he um, where I got a chance to go on his show, the Tonight Show with Hammamish. We had a real great conversation. He was able to dive into my life a little bit too. Um, yo, y'all check him out. Check out his story. And after that, we have new music from our local spotlight artist. So easy. My name is Himnish Goel, and I have recently graduated from VCU at the School of Business. 
and I'm currently working at Accenture as an analyst as of right now. So that's what I'm currently doing, and I'm really excited about it. I have some prior design experience from my human center design and product innovation certificates at the Da Vinci Center, which was also in VCU. So yeah, just rolling and cruising. My lowest point I would have to say is I started high school with a lot of energy and um, as much as I used to work hard, things weren't really going the right direction. And I only had my last two years to really prove it. And I kind of worked smart and not hard instead. And that's what helped me to like progressively increase in my educational background. And because of that, I was able to make a huge effort and I ended up um, getting into the university that I really um, look forward to. So a lot of the times you just have to take a situation, apply it in a different circumstance. And there were other things around me that helped me to motivate to not be bogged down by the fact that it's not to, to, to look over the to not look over the bad circumstances, but to look over the hill. That if you climb to the... I overcame it um, by kind of taking the, taking the initiative to go above and beyond. So that way I could... I didn't see the bad light. I would just keep working towards it and that's what helped me to look farther than the end result and I think that's something that as humans we always need to do and you know um even in like otherwise you know I I, I used to struggle in a lot of other things and I have whether it's like um anywhere between having to struggle uh settle in a new area like Richmond you know you always have to find a different way to pivot yourself and adjust in the circumstances I think from those obstacles, it's helped me to look at life in a different perspective that sometimes when things aren't going the right way, it's always good to step back and take a, a self-assessment of yourself to see that what am I doing wrong? A lot of the times it can be easy to just complain that, okay, you know, we couldn't do it the first part, you know, why even try the hard part? Like the, the second part of the the game you know it's like when the runner is going across the race and he's not able to finish they don't just stop they try to give as much as they can and they might not get to the first place but they eventually get to the second or third place you know you have to give your best shot because you don't know where it's going to end up and i think that's what's changed my outlook over the years that i've been living Bottom is a long way down. I ain't tryna see it no more. To the top, I gotta hold shit down. Push the pedal out of the way to the floor. The bottom is a long way down. I ain't tryna see it no more. To the top, I gotta hold shit down. Push the pedal out of the way to the floor. To the floor. To the floor.
All my life I had a struggle to get it Even though that I'm doing well, no, I'm still on a mission Gotta stay hungry for the paper, nigga, who was you kidding? I'm making plays on you if you know I gotta go get it I thought you knew this, two five two shit Got some money in my pocket just to get a new whip Taking off like a rocket, I'm a star, I'm shooting If you hating, better stop it, who you think you fooling? Hating niggas, hustle backwards, think they need some schooling I'm kicking back and making money, best believe I'm cooling All you bitches that was laughing, leave you looking stupid Don't give a damn about your feelings, who you think I'm Cupid? Iced out, real shining, and I'm acting foolish I'ma show these young niggas how to really do this They calling me so easy, it ain't nothing to this But number one up on the charts when they hear my new shit It's a long way down, I ain't tryna see it no more To the top, I gotta hold shit down Push the pedal all the way to the floor The bottom is a long way down I ain't tryna see it no more To the top, I gotta hold shit down Push the pedal all the way to the floor To the floor Alright y'all, yo, welcome back. This your boy Eric G. Hey yo, I gotta thank Hammer Mitch, man. And y'all check him out again. Y'all check him out. Hammer Mitch is really making his rounds around here in the podcast world, like I said earlier. Um, yo, and also get a chance to check out our interview we did um on his podcast, the Tonight Show with Hammer Mitch. Yeah, we did a real good job, man. I'm really proud of him, man. He, he really made me feel comfortable. And also, y'all check out this week's Spotlight Artist, so easy. His song, Long Way Down, is very fitting for tonight's episode, y'all. Hey, yo, man. Yo, thank you, brother. Thank you. I salute you. If y'all want to check out more music from So Easy, check out his uh, Facebook page, So Easy. Instagram, So Easy. Easy, Sorry, So Easy. And, uh, yo, check him out, man. This local brother, man. Henderson's really making waves. I've been telling people for years, man. Yo, Henderson got so much talent. This brother right here is definitely one of them. All right, y'all, man. Look, this next story we're going to get into. So my homeboy Travis, I just did his podcast uh, about a week ago, and look, man, he's gonna explain himself. He's gonna give you everything you need to know about him. And when I tell y'all, y'all pay attention to this man's story. Because this brother right here, man, he went through it all, and he's trying to like better himself, not just himself, him, and his son. He actually bettering other people, man. He let other people share their stories and their life. Now look, man, y'all check this brother out. So Travis Lee, you up next, brother. My name is Travis Lee. I was born and raised in Indiana for 10 years and moved down south to Arkansas and I have lived here for 20 years plus. I am a dreamer with an abstract and intuitive mind. I have a caring heart and I have recently become obsessed with helping others reach their full potential. I've recently started a podcast called The Crosses We Bear, exploring others' faith or lack of, belief systems, personalities, passions, addictions, traumas, past healing, mental health journeys, ghost stories, and their dreams. On Memorial Day of 2017, the mother of my seven-week-old infant pepper sprayed him while I was feeding him a bottle, trying to get him to calm down after she had come home with him screaming. We had had a stable relationship beforehand, had not had an argument in the four years we had dated before the pregnancy, but nevertheless she had not been herself after giving birth and the six weeks leading up to her assaulting us. After the assault, 
After a moment of confusion as I wiped my face, uh, asking myself why was it wet, adrenaline took over, leaving the jailer pepper spray one grade below what is made to be used on a grizzly bear had no effect on me. As I wiped my face off, I grabbed my convulsing and foaming at the mouth's seven-week-old son, uh, crouched army-style with him in my arms, and screamed a primal animal-like scream that I could not reproduce if I wanted to, that sounded like something between a mourning elephant and a screaming horse, as I yelled at her that she had just murdered our newborn. As the level of his convulsing and foaming at the mouth, I did not think he would make it. She screamed back, no I didn't, at that point, arguing was worthless. I told her to run because the police would be on the way. She went out the back door of our apartment and I went out the front, carrying my son, running, dodging potholes in the yard. I ran to the closest house I could, knocked on the door screaming for help. It was about 9pm. The residents that answered were certified in infant CPR and tended to my son as the ambulance arrived. What resulted after was a year of criminal court over her charges and another year of family court. For further details on my story, you can email us at crosses to bear at gmail.com. It took three years for me to overcome the trauma of what happened. Most of that was spent sleeping, worthless, constant lying down or sleeping in my depression. Family court ordered family co-parenting counseling, so I attended. She refused, putting her in contempt of court. She and I, to this day, have never spoken with each other again about that night. Counseling helped. Diagnosis is so important. I know now I have PTSD, a little bit of ADD, and autism, an adjustment disorder, a temporary diagnosis that means you're having trouble adjusting to someone hitting the reset button on your life. Uh, Music helps. Sad music for me, which may have been just swimming in the depression and becoming comfortable with depression, being normal, uh, which I would argue now is probably not healthy. Distractions helped. A video game, a movie, a book, something to read and reflect on. Diving fully into my passions and remaining hyper-focused on my future and how to achieve my goals helped quite a bit. But that did not happen for me until after starting my podcast and exploring my creative side, which through the podcast, cast having others bear witness to me and bear their crosses did I begin to have a spiritual awakening, a true Moses in the bush moment. God flicking me in the forehead and telling me to wake up is what it took for me to come out of my three year deep abyss of depression. This is the beginning of question. Borrow a lyric from my favorite progressive heavy metal band, The Human Abstract, because it so perfectly sums up how I want to answer this question. And there amidst a sleepless night it came to me, endurance, endurance it came to me, and now nothing can stop me or keep me in line, get out of the way as I take to the sky. It's hard to discern all the motives I see, one thing's for sure when the crowds have dispersed and forgotten me, and forgotten their dreams, I still will be all that I am. Because life so much is about duality, yin and yang, ups and downs, hots and colds deep abyss pits of depression, and now, at the abyss rising mountain of absolute and total unlimited possibility and endurance, power driving me into the future, this is now the echo of my spirit, the complete opposite, the yin and yang of where I was. Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? I'm back again. Hey, y'all. I have to thank Travis, man, because yo, know, we have had some really deep conversations, and you know we actually been you know staying in touch since we met, 
And Travis, man, he he lived a life more. He lived more lives than me. You know what I'm saying? And that man right there really been through a lot, goes through a lot. And he's actually fighting, man. He studied, you know what I'm saying, trying to make ways and trying to protect people as much as he can. And look, man, Travis, man, I thank you again. Like I said, everybody else, I thank you personally, man. You really are a trooper, man. You've really been through a lot. And you know, I give you nothing but respect and honor, brother. Like I said, man, I wish you nothing but the best, good man. And I hope that you can find the peace that you deserve internally. So, you know what I'm saying, man? So, yo, let's go on. Let's kind of lighten the mood a little bit, just a little bit. Yo, we got this uh, We Spotlight Artist So Easy. He's on the track with my homeboy Trizzy Snaps. And, yo, the song Sheesh. And, yo, look, man, Trizzy also was another local rapper. I interviewed him on season one. Um, and, look, man, y'all check it out, man. Song's coming up next. Knock me down, I hop back up, bitch, I'm a real one Glock 19, no safety, cause that's a real gun And I don't like to play with that shit, boy, they gon' kill something Rap niggas tryin' diss a nigga You a bitch, get the fuck up out your feelings, nigga I ain't stoppin' till I'm shoppin' with a million, nigga That chopper pop his top off, no ceilings, nigga Uh, cold-hearted, Omarion, I got an icebox Don't start, he got firearms that make your life stop Crazy how I ain't got time, but keep a nice watch Before I say your name in a rhyme, it'll make my price drop I'm just getting iller and iller King Cobra, I've been spitting that venom uh, And these niggas ain't getting no chicken That's why they say they won't beef until I blow out his chillings uh, I'm begging y'all boys not to fuck with me, nigga You can like it or not, that money stuck to me, nigga And you can hate it all you want, but your bitch loving me, nigga Yeah, I'm facing every blunt, you can't talk with me, nigga Yeah, I beg and I plead, come at my team, nigga, please My whole team beats, you ain't gotta worry about me Trizzy just a captain, I be lyric and snapping Give me a trap, and I'ma boom like the Latin Give me a pack, and I'ma stretch it like elastic Wearing up the shake, boy, that cake, I gotta have it Stay in your place, or go lay in a casket Hate from the fake, already made me a savage Black sheep, but I'm really a wolf, nigga And it's crazy, cause I kick shit like a hoof, nigga Right now, I'm on a mission, right now I got to get it, right now You and your feelings pipe down before I kill you I stopped smoking Swissers, backwards, all them twisting Listen, I ain't getting no younger, I gotta get it Authentic, so they can never duplicate me And I know they hate me, but them niggas ain't me Until I sit my ass on some leather rake seats My niggas playing for keeps, stop spitting that Maybelline Stop tripping and make some cheese, snitching and copping please Got niggas overseas that's paying me for these streams Right now, I'm chasing dreams, we can get to chilling later I'm getting paper, got me anxious, I might have to kill a hater And I know most of these niggas hate us so I'm strapped, my whole team black out like the Raiders The 2 five all mine, I put that music on their mind Got these niggas on their grind Right now, I'm just coming for what's mine, nigga Said I'm just coming for what's mine, nigga Easy on the beat, he got me spitting that heat And when these niggas hear me speak, they listen like I preach Sheesh, Hey. Said when these niggas hear me speak, they listen like I preach I'm stepping on their necks soon as I get on my feet Waking up every nigga that was sleep and when these niggas hear me speak, they gon' listen like I preach, nigga.
All right, y'all. Okay, okay, okay. I'm back. I'm back. And look, y'all. And I gotta shout out my boy Trizzy and my homeboy. So he's on the beat. Yo, man. Y'all check them out, man. On Facebook and on Facebook, Instagram, all social media sites, man. These spotlight artists in Henderson is really making a change. And look, y'all. Let's get back into these stories. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. Let, let the next few stories flow. But look like we got a lady in the mix tonight. So, Miss Linda, I have one question for you. Who the hell are you? Who the hell am I, you ask? I'm Linda White. My friends call me Elle. I'm an actor, voice actor, podcaster, and a thought leader. I moderate the Uncorked in Conversation podcast, and I produce Surviving Gun Violence, The Impact, The Agony, The Aftermath podcast. I spent about 20 of my 28 years working in organizational leadership development in electronic retail for the same company. And it was surprisingly during that time that I I hit my lowest doing a job every day that, you know, I seemingly enjoyed doing. I got to be that thought leader and be who I thought I was in that environment. And while working in that environment, I came to realize it was no longer in alignment with who I am, with my soul, with my belief system. So I walked away from all that glitz and glamour, that steady paycheck, and took stock of myself. You know, it was after walking away that I finally came to realize I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to do that for as long as I did. I I took some time to understand that I honestly absorbed some trauma from working in that environment. And I've had to intentionally incorporate a, a regimen of healing so that each day I can be better. I can overcome something I couldn't overcome the day before. I can heal more and I can become a better version of myself. And that's what I get up every day and try to do. You know, it took me a long time to realize I'm an actor. That's what I do. That's my craft. It's my passion. It's what I love. And I'm not a celebrity yet. But I get to actually practice my craft every single day and I get paid to do it. I am actually a paid actor. It takes a minute for that to sink in. After a year after walking away from that steady paycheck, paycheck I can and am earning a living being an actor, what I always wanted to be, coming to realize that when our parents said, you really can be whatever you want to be, they weren't just saying that. They were absolutely right. You can be whatever you want to be. And that's what I'm being right now, but getting better at it every single day intentionally. Greatness loading. Off apologies for the voice. Uh, allergies have been pretty bad around here lately. Uh, but my name is Colton Swagger. I'm a doctorate student studying sport and performance psychology and specializing in clinical mental health counseling. I run the Mindful Sports podcast uh, where we talk about sports psychology and how our minds can impact our performance. 
the point in my life where I was at my lowest uh, was really a culmination of many years, about seven years uh, worth of continual steps, um, starting with 2001, where uh, I watched the smoke from across the river rise out of the Pentagon and my dad's office. Um, thankfully, he came home that day, uh, but it was not until that afternoon that we heard anything from him about being safe. Um, and then a year later, I found out that this man that I had called dad my entire life wasn't actually my biological father. Um, when you're turning 13 and you're finding this out, that's that can be kind of a shocker. Uh, and then six months later, still trying to process that big fact, um, meeting my biological dad and and siblings and then moving to a completely different country um, losing contact with everyone and everything that I had ever had two years later we moved back um, after a bunch of things that had gone down uh, overseas and we came back to a place that really wasn't that great and I kind of saw that straight away and, and started speaking out against it um, and spoke out against it long enough that and hard enough that I eventually ended up getting kicked out of my house about two weeks before my 19th birthday <laughs> so that was a whole lot of fun um, nowhere to go didn't feel like I had belonged anywhere. Uh, I didn't feel like I belonged in my family. I didn't feel like I belonged with my biological family. I uh, didn't feel... I had nobody... I went through a car accident um, and was still recovering from that. And that car accident was roughly a year uh, before I got kicked out. I'm still trying to recover mentally and physically from that. And so it just kind of culminated in everything piling on at once and me having nowhere to go, um, not knowing who I was, not knowing where I belonged, and being out on the streets. Um, found a couple places to volunteer at, um, tried to, to raise a bunch of money to have at least a couple bits had those and really started doing a lot on my own at that point in time. Um, what I did to overcome that was really, it was working to get back to a stable spot. Um, you know, when all of that happened and all of that went down, I shut off my emotions. Um, and not just in the sense that, oh, you know, I became numb and nothing fazed me and all of that. No, I, I could express emotions, um, but I never really felt those emotions anymore. I didn't get excited about anything. I didn't get sad or upset about things. It, I could express those emotions. I could, you know, describe those things that I didn't like, but I never actually felt them. I was shut off 
completely. And so trying to overcome that has really been the hardest. Um, it's taken a lot of patience on my part, on my wife's part, on the people around me. Um, it has taken a lot of relearning things again. And really just kind of persistence, ma making that choice that I didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and that I needed to move forward from that and that I needed to overcome that. And so it was very, very small steps of one step here, one step there. I'm going to take this piece. I'm going to take that piece. It was first getting a job getting a place to live it was getting all of these things and I had I, honestly I could not have done it by myself um, I had friends I had my girlfriend slash fiance at that time who's now my wife um, I had all of these these other people that eventually came in to help pick me up or at least help me tread water in where I was and it, it really, it really was overcoming that mental aspect of it for me. It was being able to make that choice that I didn't want to be there. And I still struggle. I still struggle today, even, you know, however many years later than it is now from when that happened with trying to find the dedication to keep going, to find the strength to keep going, to find the will to keep going, to find, I don't know how do I explain it, to find that, to find who I am, really, um, and that, that I think is probably the hardest part, is finding who you are, and it's funny that, you know, how, how <laughs> How, who am I now since overcoming that? I feel like in some ways I'm very much the same person and in some ways I'm very different. Uh, that low point very much changed my life and how I viewed things. Um, I had been up until that point a very emotional person. Um, you know, I'm, I felt things very deeply and I reacted to things very strongly. Um, and those things that were important to me were very important to me emotionally and impacted me greatly on an emotional and mental level. And since then, I've come up with FPTA. Feelings, feel, process, think, act. And I came up with that because... I've started to see how much of the things that bring me down, the things that bring me up to, but really the things that bring me down, start with my feelings. Um, now, obviously, feelings are, are valid. Feelings are real. But feelings are also very personal. What you feel about one thing is not what somebody else is going to feel about that thing. And so your, your feelings are a very personal part of you that aren't going to impact anybody else. 
that aren't going to be why decisions are made. Any decision is going to hurt somebody's feelings. So we want to still have our feelings and acknowledge our feelings and validate our feelings because they are real, they are valid. But then we also need to process those feelings. Why am I feeling that way? Where is this feeling coming from? What exactly is it that I'm feeling? Am I really feeling offended by this? Or am I feeling challenged by this? Am I feeling a sense of unease about this? Then thinking, what do I do next? If I understand my feelings, then what am I supposed to do about them? How am I supposed to go about handling those feelings and then acting and acting the important thing about acting being the very last step we act at the end of all of that because what we've done in this process then is we've taken our feelings we've had our emotions we've processed those emotions we've understood those emotions we've thought about what it is that we can do and what the ramifications will be and thought beyond just this moment about what is going to happen and then we are able to take on the point of acting and deciding what is the best course of action to do and too many times today I feel like we feel and then we act and then we process and then we think and at that point it's too late to process and think because we've already acted and now we have to deal with the consequences of those and so really processing and thinking don't matter as much they're kind of pointless at that time because you've already taken your steps and done what you're going to do and have your consequences that you have to deal with and so it, it's that was a big change on my life in understanding that concept of not invalidating the emotions but not letting our emotions control our decisions as well and it's something that I think that we struggle a lot with in society. We see something, we, oh, I feel this instant reaction. And then there's a lot of consequences that come with that after that we're not really particularly ready for or that we really weren't wanting that now have us feeling some kind of way about those consequences. And it could have been avoided had we just thought about that stuff before we acted my situation and all of my stuff that I went through so much of it could have gone differently if not just my parents and those around me at that time the, the, those in leadership around me at the time but myself as well if we had all done a little bit more of the processing and thinking and slowed a bit down as opposed to being so focused on the emotions and the reactions it could have turned out very differently the entire thing could have been very different and so seeing how not only others but my own emotions impacted what I did was a very big change for me throughout this whole process and for me personally it showed that I'm not 
I, I don't need to listen to everything that is said. And it's not that I always did that anyways. You know, I have a physical disability myself. If I listened to every bad thing that everybody said about me, my life would have been absolute hell. Even more so than it was. But it, it's understanding that when those are being said out of emotion, when those things are being said in response to something, instead of through a process and deciphering that, I don't have to take those emotions of other people personally. I'm not responsible for their emotions. I've honestly, quite a lot of what I've learned about myself is that I am who I am. I can control who I can control. I can take charge of my reactions and my emotions and my actions. But I can't take control of other people. And I don't need to respond to their emotions. And that's, that's, that's really something that has hit hard for me. And the other thing that's hit hard for me about myself is that I can't do it alone. <laughs> that I can't do it by myself. There has to be other people involved because too often we sit here and we think, oh, you know, I got to do it for myself. And, you know, I was watching some, some Fresh Prince and there was that one time that Uncle Phil is telling Will that nobody can do it alone. That people have opened doors for him and he's tried hard to open doors for Will and it doesn't make you any less of a man to walk through them. And that's so true because so often we, we think that we have to do all of these things on our own. That yeah, we can have a support system but we have to do the work. It's okay for us to build on other people's work. It's okay for other people to create those opportunities for us. And it's okay for us to take those opportunities that are created for us. It doesn't say anything less of us. A lot of people say, oh, well, it's the easy way out. Somebody else did the work for you. Okay, yeah. And I didn't ask them to do that. I didn't choose for them to do that. They chose to do that. And so it's okay for me to sit here and say thank you and step forward. If we can't appreciate what other people do for us and the value that other people give us, Not in the sense that they provide our value, but they provide some sort of value themselves for us. They have value to us. And it's okay for us to say, thank you for being this valuable. 
I'm gonna I'm not going to waste what you've given me. They give us a gift, accept it. Accept the gift. Cause we all need it at some point. We've all hit some point in our life where we've needed that gift from somebody, an opportunity, a job, a place to stay, a chance to prove that we had changed, a chance to grow, a chance to find ourselves and be who we are. These things are okay for us to have from other people. Okay, y'all, I am back for the closing of my podcast, this episode. Hey, look, y'all, my mind is blown, man. I am I'm, I'm amazed. I'm so happy. I'm very appreciative of everybody. And there was many more who, who was trying to send in more um, stories. But we couldn't have it all. Um, look, I want to thank each and every podcaster that decided to um, share their stories with me. And you don't have to, y'all. Y'all didn't have to. I really appreciate it. Maybe y'all stories can help someone out there who's going through a low point in their life and they realize that they can turn it around. So y'all, I salute each and every one of y'all. I have to tell y'all all thank you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you all so much. And um, and look, y'all, my word of advice for anybody out there that's struggling, that needs help, is having a mental health problem, yo, talk to someone. You might not think that nobody understands you or gets what you're going through. Talk to someone, man. Just get it out of your mind. Get it off your heart. Free yourself. I mean, look, man, I just, I wish the best for all of us. I mean, we all, it's a work in progress, man. We all just trying to make it one day at a time. And if you capable, if you trying to, if you making it one day at a time, man, y'all living, God is putting breath in your bodies for a reason. You're here for a reason. Life might not seem what you want. It might not be what you want, I mean. But y'all here for a reason. So I have to thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for being a part of this episode. I think each and every person that's listened to this episode tonight. Look, y'all, it really touched me. And um, so look, so I'm gonna let y'all know this is gonna be my last episode for oh not a while, maybe until next month. But um this weekend is actually my wedding. Uh Saturday. Um, y'all, let me tell y'all, I am stressed out behind this wedding thing. That's a whole nother type of mental health stress that I don't even want to go into right now, but I'll probably talk about it later. But after my wedding, and they get back from my vacation, um, y'all, um, I have so much planned for these next couple episodes. It's gonna be more fun. I had to get out, get 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 this this this, this somber feeling off me and release it. And um, I'm glad that everybody who joined the podcast was able to release their somber feelings and release their pain and their, their past. Um, I had to release it before I move into the next journey in my life. I am lucky to have to now have two, uh, well, I'm not going to say stepsons, bonus sons. <sighs> I'm able to breathe now, y'all. I've been a stressful week, man. I'm able to breathe now. Uh, just a little bit. Um, we got, like I said, two more days to go to my wedding day. Hey, look, y'all. So, y'all, I wish y'all the best. Continue to wish for me, wish me the best. And, uh, y'all, I'm going to see y'all next time. Always, man. Same time, same place. 
Yo, random thoughts with Eric G. And like I always say, God bless you. Peace. Hello, this is Sister Hattie. Hey, want me to get on here and tell y'all about his new episode of Random Thoughts with Eric G. It's titled, Sex, Love, and Religion. And I don't know why he wanted me to tell you about the sex and the love part, because the only person I love is the King Jesus. But I can tell you about the religion. Well, anyway, he wanted me to tell you about my own personal journey with this topic. And I had to sit back and reach deep in myself to get this. Um, I became a born-again Christian back in 1974 after a very successful stint as a groupie with Sly and the Family Stones. We had a lot of fun, and God knows it wasn't the right type of fun. But anyway, after I became a born-again Christian, I decided to turn my life over to the Lord, and and I waited for my husband, Willie. And we got married in 1976, I believe. And Lord knows, that's when I experienced true love and passion. So anyway, y'all tune in to RG's new episode titled Sex, Love, and Religion. And like he always say, God bless you. Peace.